you need to be talking to your customers just because they're going to be the people that give you every bit of insight on how to grow and where to go next. Welcome to the Corner Booth, where conversation is on the house and everybody has a story to tell. Give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you'll feed him for a lifetime. Give that same man a Go Fish Cam fishing camera and mobile app <laughs> and you'll never get him away from the water. Why? Because Go Fish Cam is the must-have tool for any avid angler looking to enhance their experience in game. How do I know this? Because I just had the chance to speak with Brandon Austin, co-founder of the Go Fish Cam and GoFishCam.com. Brandon is a hell of a kid. And I'm not calling him a kid to be condescending or ironic. I called him a kid, one, because I'm an old man, and two, because Brandon was still a college student when he began building the Go Fish Cam empire. And that's both a significant and inspiring part of his story. But don't worry, I checked his ID. He's cool to join us here today in the corner booth. Why fishing? I mean, fishing's always been a passion of mine. I grew up doing it. I think the first time I ever went fishing was with my older brother. We were in Florida, and our whole family would go and kind of hang out on the beach, you know, celebrate vacation. And he and I would just go fish off the pier, and we would be out on the water for the entire day. Even to this date, you know, my parents still are confused as to how we had the patience to just be on the dock fishing for, you know, eight hours, nine hours, and just have a blast doing it. So we kind of started getting into the sport together. And growing up in Ontario, Canada, we had a ton of freshwater to fish on. And my mother is from Costa Rica, so we have a lot of family down there. And we would go visit them about once a year, and we would do a lot of sport fishing and offshore fishing with them. So it was kind of, you know, the fishing boat was just caught very early on and never went away. Uh, when I was in college, my brother just kind of gave me a call and had this idea about why he couldn't see anything underwater while he was fishing. And so we, we just ran with it. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's fun when you can connect a passion into, into business. It's kind of like everyone's dream, right? What was the specific aha moment? Okay, we need a camera. The reality is, is that, you know, 95 or more percent of this, the fishing experience is happening underwater, right? From the moment that you cast something or drop something in the water to go fishing with to the moment that you're pulling in either an empty line or a fish, you have no, you have no idea what just happened. Right, all the action's make, going on down there. Yeah, everything's happening underwater. Even if you're fishing in shallow, like a stream, you know, where, where the water's very clean and, 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 and it's not deep enough that you can still kind of sight fish, you're still missing out on what exactly is going on. And what existed from a technology perspective was more so radars and fish finders and things that are showing you, you know, maps um, or like hot streaks or they're showing you kind of little cartoon images of a fish. And it, you know, gives you insight as to maybe, oh, there's structure here or there's fish there, but doesn't really tell you exactly what that is. And the only way you can really get that kind of insight is through HD video. 
So the aha moment for us was when you catch a fish, you don't understand why you caught it. When you don't catch anything, you think there's no fish here. But really, it could be, did they not like the bait or lure? Was there actually no fish there? Maybe you were doing something wrong. All of that happens underwater, so you have no way of knowing. And so for us, the aha moment was catching a fish and it getting off and going, well, what happened, you know? What could we have done better? What kind of fish was it? How big was it? Could we go back and try it again? Or is it not even worth it? Yeah, it's like and only so it's, seeing the last two minutes of a movie. Yeah, it, there's so much that happens and, and you're just trying to get... And the, the reality is, is that fishing is so popular, especially in the U.S. I think the stat is like one in six or one in seven Americans over the age of 16 goes fishing. It's insanely popular and everyone who does it becomes you know so addicted to it. It's almost like there's no middle ground. You're either you, you don't know how to fish or you fished once or you're a hobbyist and like a super enthusiast because it's just you either hate it or you love it and the people that love it are always trying to get better and how do you really get better at something that you don't really understand uh, so for us that was the main driving factor uh, of what we wanted to try and achieve and, and you know fix now you mentioned some of the earlier more primitive tools out there like your fish finders and your radars and i think for some people when they hear a fish camera that's immediately what pops into their mind what really is the thing that separates the go fish cam from those earlier designs i think it's more so the fact of having hd video so technology in fishing is still very recent aside from fish finders or radar maps you really didn't have anything for fishing available from a technology perspective maybe about eight years ago uh, you started to get wired cameras but those can really only be used for ice fishing you can't really use them to go offshore you can't really use them to do anything else that you're not trying to just fish straight down right off the dock or right under you like how you would for ice fishing compared to wired cameras you know we we created GoFish Cam to be the most versatile camera that exists. And by that, I mean you could use it for ice fishing. You could drop it straight down, but you could also use it for casting in a spring or going offshore fishing, trolling up to you know 500 feet for up to 1,000-pound fish. And we wanted something that was small that you could cast, but durable that you could use it for the most intense situations. And you never had that with wired cameras. You don't have that kind of flexibility and, and options. And the reality is, is when you're an angler, you, you don't fish just one type of fish. You know, you don't fish just one type of season. Your seasons are what, you know, what's the most popular fish to go after this month or next month? And as the weather's, weather changes in certain areas, the type of fish species change. And so you just kind of adjust. But when you're an angler, you fish all year or as much as you can. And, and so you need a product that can be just as versatile as your, as your fishing is. From a radar map perspective and, and from fish finder perspective, the, the technology that that some of the companies have put into their fish finders or into their depth finders are, are it's it's incredible. But because of the way that water just disrupts technology communication right now, it's really hard to transfer anything through the water. So you can't transmit video through water. You can't transmit a lot of things through water. And, and so with the, the depth finders and the fish finders, all you really get are colorful maps of, hey, there, there's 
a structure here or there looks like there's a school of fish here because it can only really use sonar type mapping. And you just don't get that same type of visibility or understanding as you do with HD video. So a lot of people actually use our product with their fish finders because their fish finder will say, hey, there's fish here, there's structure here. And then they'll drop our cameras down and then they'll reel it up and check out on their phone and understand, oh, okay, now I know exactly what type of fish there are and how big they were and what that structure actually looks like and where they're hiding in that structure. So it, they, they work well together. Um, we're not trying to replace fish finders. It's two different technologies in my perspective. It's important not to understate the quality of this camera. This is no toy. I mean, give us some of the specs. We're, we're anglers. So growing up doing freshwater and saltwater, we, we knew the kind of versatility we needed for both applications. And we wanted to build, you know, a top line camera that could be used for both. So the camera... It films in 1080p, which is top HD quality. You know, it's good. you're going to be able to blow up those videos onto large TV screens, and it's going to look very nice. Um, we have 60 frames per second or 30 frames per second. So if you're going after fast fish strikes, you can use the 60 frames per second mode and be able to use slow motion to really analyze that video and, and really see that strike. Um, the camera does have uh, night vision, like you mentioned. We actually went away from infrared so that the video wouldn't go black and white and we decided to go with a green led because not only does it penetrate in deeper waters it also doubles as a fish attractor for a lot of freshwater species they become attracted to that green light um, so it can help you out while you're out on the water it works with your mobile app so once you reel in you can look on your phone what was happening so you don't have to wait till you get home to offload video and go oh i wish i knew that while i was on the water which is you know the case for a lot of different cameras now you can make that decision while you're on the water maybe switch up your bait or lure go back for that fish that you know you miss and be able to have more success while you're out on there the camera we test every single camera we like to beat them up here at our office so like last week we were dropping a few of them from 25 foot ceilings to onto pure concrete um, just to make sure that the camera would still record throughout the entire process we put every camera to 500 feet before shipping it out so that way we know that it meets you know our depth quality and we guarantee all all of this type of quality so if anyone ever has issues we stand by our product we'll replace it 100 percent we made sure to put the leader line connection to have a thousand pound tension rating. And so we've had people catch, you know, huge, huge Goliath groupers, tuna. We've had guys who are part of shark research programs down in Africa who are catching giant sharks in order to understand their feeding habits and, and use for their shark tagging program on the camera. And so we, you know, we really stand behind the quality of it. In addition to the quality of the product, one of the coolest things has got to be how unobtrusive it is too, because if you're a fisherman set in their ways, I'm sure the last thing you want is some other doohickey to hook onto your, your rod. Here, you literally just attach it to the line and fish normally. It is that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people kind of look at it. We see this comment a lot online is they look and they go, wow, that's really cool. If only I saltwater fished. The reality is, is that over 60% of our current customer base is freshwater guys. They're fishing for bass. They're fishing for pike, walleye. They're fishing for trout and salmon. And they're using, you know, the same rods that they would have used without the camera. The camera only weighs three ounces in your hand and it weighs less in the water. We specifically designed
designed it to be just under neutrally buoyant so that it slightly sinks with a, a slow sink ratio. That way it's not going to float your line or float your lure, but it's designed to be able to, to analyze how your lure is presenting itself. So it's, it's not going to affect your lure baits presentation. It's easy to cast and it can be used for all types of fishing. The only lure that you really can't use it with is topwater lures for bass fishing. Other than that, I'd say that we pretty much nailed 99% of the applications you can use it for. And speaking of applications, there's a mobile app to go along with the camera too, right? Yeah, and on the mobile app, we plan to do a lot over the next you know, 12 to, to 18 months. Um, right now, you know, you, you make an account, you can connect to the camera, you can change some video settings, you can review your footage, and then you can share to social media. You can also share it to your profile in-app and kind of just have a, a free cloud storage for all your GoFish Cam videos. We, we plan to, to do a lot as we expand that. You know, we've always prided ourselves as a company that focuses on its consumer and focuses on what the customer wants. And so we, we like to call ourselves, you know, built by anglers for anglers and not because we're anglers ourselves, but because, you know, we, we crowdsource this product. We ask people what features they wanted. We ask them what they would want to see, what they would do with it. And we still do that to this day. So with the mobile app and with building out new product, we're focused on listening to what everyone wants and building the best technology for that. So the part of the story that I want to hear is, okay, the idea is born. What's the first step? How do you even begin turning this from your idea with your brother to a legit product and getting to this, the place that you're at today? It's a tough journey, to be honest. When I started it, I was in college. I was working at a, another startup at the time. I had tried to launch a couple different either service-based companies or you know little startup ideas with some friends. Uh, but with GoFish Cam, there was a much bigger picture at hand than what I had previously with the other things I was doing. And so I relied heavily on a lot of advisors and mentors. I made sure to connect into my local startup groups, different incubators or accelerator programs, just so that I could have all these people tell me what to do and what not to do. And the worst thing to do is listen to everyone's advice. But the best thing to do is take all their advice and kind of figure out what your plan is and, and how all these little bits help to formulate that. The first step was building the first prototype. Well, actually, I would say that that was the second step. The first step was I personally called like a thousand people that either I would message on Instagram or on Facebook that posted fishing pictures and looked like they were avid anglers and looked like they were using other types of fishing technology. And I just had conversations with them, you know, hey, tell me what sucks when you go fishing, what you wish you could know, what kind of fishing you do, how you do it. Because I really wanted to understand how to build it for all those applications and, and really understand what people's pain points were and what they were hoping to get. And so the first step was research, customer research, market research. Second step was we started building a prototype, which looking at the first prototype that we had is hilarious because it's like four times the size or five times the size of our current product. So we, we built that first prototype. It filmed on your fishing line, which was what we aimed to do, but we knew we could build it to be much better. And so we did a Kickstarter campaign, wanted to build an initial customer base, and through that initial customer base started surveying and calling them and talking to them even more so that while we developed the thing to be manufactured, we could see what was most important. So when we understood that size was extremely important because most of them were actually freshwater, we knew that we had to get this thing to be as small as possible. When we knew that the guys who were fishing freshwater 
were you know concerned that it needed to be able to catch big fish we wanted to make sure that it had that depth rating it had that tension rating and so we kind of learned to build all these different features as talking to our customers and, and growing as a business and then once we launched it was about okay how do we get this brand out it was obviously you always care about you know sales and how many cameras you're selling and uh, how much you're you know making as a business but for us we really wanted to reinvest every dollar we had into marketing the brand for us that was the most important thing we wanted people to know that we were this new upcoming brand but we wanted to be the guys that are going to help you experience and explore and gain every bit of knowledge that you want of the fishing experience we were going to be that brand and so we wanted to build the direct brand model and that takes a lot of time to figure out what kind of content relates to people how do you tell the story and how do you figure out what people's use case for and it, it honestly the biggest advice i could ever give to anyone whether and it, it doesn't just have to be a consumer-based business but even a b2b play you need to be talking to your customers just because they're going to be the people that give you every bit of insight on how to grow and where to go next. And you did this all in college. I was only in college for about three more months after I started with Go Fish Cam. So right when when we started things, uh, I stopped working at the other startup that I was uh, I was working for. I just focused on trying to finish school as fast as I could, and I only had one semester left. And I started working on the business plan, marketing, and calling those thousand people as the base. Once I finished college, that's when I started working on the prototype and everything else. And you know, it's not it wasn't easy. I I worked on like GoFish Cam from seven in the morning to eight p.m., and then I would go bartend from <laughs> eight thirty p.m. until three in the morning just so that I could make some money because with GoFishCam, taking on an entrepreneurial journey, you're, you're really not focusing on, hey, how do I have a great salary for myself? If you wanted that, you know, starting your own company is not the way to go. <laughs> and so you're kind of just figuring out how do I survive while I build this vision and, and business. Um, and, and so that was, you know, kind of the, the journey after college. What were the pros and cons of going the Kickstarter route? Going the Kickstarter route for us made sense because one of the things that's most important to our business is seeing people's feedback, hearing hearing how they relate to our story and to our product and integrating them into that story. And that's kind of what crowdfunding is, being able to sell people your vision of what you want to build and having them like it and relate to it so much that they want to be a part of starting that with you. And so their way of starting that with you is they pre-order the product. Uh, with a lot of crowdfunding companies, that could be, you know, you get the product a month or two later, and some could be a couple of years later. With us, it was took us about a year and a half after we finished Kickstarter to get them the product. And so it was about keeping people a part of that journey. So for us, that, that was what Kickstarter was all about. We wanted to kickstart with a base of users and a base of customers that we could have them be a part of the journey and, and kick things off. What's next? What, what should people expect to see next from GoFishCam? I think for us, what's next is really starting to build out more of that brand and starting to enhance the product's capabilities and use case. So for us, we're starting to work on version two of the product. Uh, we've been out in the market for almost two years. And so with that, we've collected so much, 
starting a product that no one's used and launching into the market is one thing. You have to get something out there into people's hands. But once you do, you learn so much about how they're using it and what they're using it for and what they wish it could do and what they don't care that it currently does. And so V2 is going to be incorporating everything we've learned. And it's going to be an incredible product. It's really going to help a lot of anglers learn how to fish better and also capture that experience in a whole new way. So for us, it's just about continuing to build the brand as we grow and starting to move into V2. We're going to start to look at how we can build out the mobile side of things for our users to help them be able to learn more about their fishing experience and what they can take away from that, how they can use the knowledge that they're gaining to get out on the water, catch more fish, be a better angler, and then just constantly build up the brand. That's really where, where we're heading to next. For the lifelong angler, what does the Go Fish Cam add to the experience? What I love about our product is that people just get it. It's not something that's hard to, that you really have to sell someone on, or, or it's not something that's you know hard to grasp. If you are a brand new angler or even a lifelong angler, the one thing that you know is that there's always ways to get better. But with fishing, it's really hard to increase your success or learn more when the majority of the experience is happening in a place that you have no access to and you can't see. So for a lot of experienced anglers, what they currently rely on is their own experience, their own intuition. They check out local fishing shows to gain insight from you know professional anglers in their area. They talk to their charter captains in the area. They join forums, they talk to their friends, and that's all great. We ourselves, like I said, you know, talk to all these anglers for our own feedback, but being able to to go fishing and gain that experience underwater, being able to open up that entire world to every angler, seeing how fish are reacting to your bait or lure, what kind of fish are there, what their size are, how your lure is presenting itself, what the structure looks like, where they're hiding in that structure, all of that intel is just so useful to anyone who's an experienced angler or someone who wants to go try fishing for the first time and just wants to learn how to fish better or catch more fish while they're out there. So for our product, that's that's really the biggest benefit to it. It, it creates really cool video, really cool experiences, but it's such a helpful tool to being able to increase your understanding of what's happening while you're fishing. I don't know about you, but it sounds to me like Brandon Austin's going to need a bigger boat just to carry all that sweet, sweet Go Fish Cam money he's been making in. But in all seriousness, next time you think things are going a little bit too hard or that your dreams feel completely out of touch, out of reach, think about Brandon Austin. Think about the college kid, the kid with the full college course load who tended bar at night and still found time to build his dream. I may lovingly call Brandon the kid, but to me, he's definitely the man. So check out GoFishCam.com or at GoFishCam on all your favorite social medias. And if you're an angler, do yourself a favor and grab yourself the best and most popular underwater wireless fishing camera. I want to thank my friend Brandon Austin for joining me today. I want to thank you for being here too. And we'll see you all next time, right here in the corner booth. Last call, everybody. I don't remember what I did. <laughs>